Hold on. You're on a necklace there. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Well, I mean, whatever. Uh, And I guess I need to hit record as well. Could you mind hitting record since you have longer, yeah, longer arms than I do? Okay, thanks, man. Just <laughs> it's like golf I'm announcers. I don't know why I'm listening. <laughs> Tiger is on the tee box to right now. Oh, what a swing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm the tired host. I and I got Curtis back this week yeah, for we the do. first time in a while. And uh, we were gonna have Tanner, but Tanner's busy moving his grandparents. <laughs> Which sounds terrible, but you know what? We're drinking bourbon. I'm not gonna think about it. Which that. is great. <laughs> so we kick off the show as we have started doing recently with the newest segment. Flying Blind, where we try something we've either never had before or have had before and wanted to revisit. Have you had before? I have not had this I before. I have not had before either. This is Hayes Parker Reserve Small Batch Bourbon Whiskey. I okay. not, am not sure where it's... Oh, it's uh, produced and bottled in North Charleston, South Carolina. My experience with Charleston bourbons has not been positive not so been far, positive, so okay. that's going to be exciting. <laughs> well... Aged at least six months. Aged at least six months. And uh, so it's not straight bourbon whiskey. It's just, just bourbon whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. Ninety proof, which I hope saves it a little bit. But we're gonna. Yeah, and it says an experience you can spend the rest of your life with. It's that good. You know I don't hate the nose. I'll really? be honest with you so far. Okay. It's not terrible. It's a little corny. I mean, it, yeah, it has that. Corny. It has that young smell to it. Yeah. But uh, has some qualities. It's very sweet. It's yeah. I was gonna say it's a little floral on the nose, but it's not overly no overly so. Now not. the last time that we did I did this to you, uh, we had to pour the pour ooh, this out. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's gonna happen again today. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, this one's definitely better than the that one. I don't want to say that till I drink it, but nope, it's not. Tastes like orange peel. Just tastes like orange zest and yeah, like and corn, corn. That is the most tastes like it's the most bland. It is really hot in the chest though for yeah. a ninety proofer. <laughs> I mean, it hits that Kentucky hug is aggressive. Yeah, it's not even a hug. It's wow. just like a strangle. <laughs> the Kentucky strangle. <laughs> yeah, Kentucky strangle. Kentucky strangler. All right, wrestler name. I did it. <laughs> and now. There's no finish on it. There's no flavor. No. I mean, I, there's flavor, obviously, but... But it's such... I don't think it's even that... Like, it's not better on the second sip, either. No. I mean, I get a little bit of, like, caramel 
it's just that uh, time around. But yeah, it tastes like that lemon kind of. I mean, citrus. Kinda. Yeah, it it is extremely citrusy and uh, corn, corn and citrus. <laughs> There's no. It's just a one note it's, all the way through, and then it just punches you. At the and end. I think the only redeeming quality of it is actually the Kentucky Strangle, but. <laughs> The Kentucky Strangle, yeah. And even then, it's so uninviting that I really don't want to drink any more of this. Yeah. Is, I this mean, a, is this a dumper? I don't think... I honestly like this. enjoy this one better than the other one that we had, but... I think I do, too. I think that one was easily... That was, that was a night of That was a night of bad bourbon. Bad bourbon, yeah. Ooh. Hayes Parker Reserve. Not a recommend. That's a pass. Yeah, just Hard a pass on pass. it. But uh, <laughs> spend your money somewhere else on something else. Dang, that was. But worth the try. Sure. Yes. Expand your palate. Figure out what you like and yeah. don't like. Well, nobody should like this. <laughs> if look, if you do, all the power to you because that means that I don't have to buy it and well, yeah, somebody but, else is. But I'm not. I'm not buying. But this even to put the name bourbon on it, bourbon whiskey. Sure. On it. Well, luckily, I only bought it in uh, airplane bottles. Yeah, no, for sure. So I didn't shell out too many. I think that's a really good idea on... Uh, yeah. I think that's probably why you named it that segment this. Flying Blind? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's airplane bottles, yeah. for the most part. I mean, oh, yeah. sometimes I'll, you know, I'll bring in stuff that we, you know, have had before in big, bigger bottles. But, mm-hmm. you know, in this case, the name is apt. And I, am, I feel like I am going to be blinded by this bourbon. Yeah. Well, it's just, there's no flavor. It almost tastes like, almost tastes like a candy, like an orange candy. I stand yeah. by the the orange peel or the orange zest flavor yeah, that I, I, I talked about. Yeah, earlier. I mean it has but that. It's, it's corn and orange peel, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to say like comparing it with your your candy, <laughs> right? Uh, analogy like it's a candy that your 90 year old grandma pulled out of her pocket with lint on it and is like oh you want yep my creamsicle (laughs) like you know worthers or something i totally get that i totally get i think that's That's hilarious yeah like worthers cream (laughs) cream candy and like creamsicle candy Oh that's what I imagine. Oh my goodness! I totally get that. Yeah, right. That's hysterical. And there's just pocket lint on it. And, you know, oh, anyway. and it's been sitting there for yeah, a little bit, and it's, it's been there for kinda, a while. Kind of warm. Yeah, like Grandma, I'm not hungry, and she <laughs> said, "Here's your skin and bones." Yes, exactly. He said, "Grandma, Grandma, you're you're almost dead." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, just leave that me was, be. <laughs> that was flying blind. Um, and that's a that's a pass for me on, on yeah. Hayes Parker Reserve. I'm gonna get rid of this. Okay. Um, but while I while I do that, what you been drinking recently? Um, that's I was just telling telling you. Mm-hmm. Uh, not. I mean, I'm running low on almost all my <laughs> my bourbon. Uh, I've been having Heaven Hill bottle and bond. You know, it's your go to. Mm-hmm. I started picking One up of them. on that. Truthfully, that's all I have. 
You just you have an empty bottle of Special Reserve over there. Yeah, empty bottle. An empty bottle yeah. of Knob Creek. I mean, I've been drinking Special Reserve, but... It's more like a bourbon bottle graveyard right now than it, <laughs> it is, is like a bourbon yeah. cabinet. I can't say it's a bourbon cabinet. I have like seven bottles that are just empty. But you're clearly not going to be drinking those bottles anymore. No, soon, so though. what he's referring to is I have two uh, rare breed, wild turkey rare breeds, but they're signed by Jimmy Russell. And it's also the they're also the old proof... Yeah, they're the whole the one twelve point six or eight or whatever. I can't remember. Uh, point eight. Okay, one twelve point eight, and then I have a just a little pint of Maker's Mark, and I dipped that myself. Yeah, so don't open that. Didn't want to open Save that. that. And then that. I have two little uh, shooters from Calumet Farm, which when I went, I went on a tour of Calumet. Oh, Farm. did you really? When did yeah. you do that? Um, this was over the summer, probably like a couple months ago. Oh, okay, I didn't know and that. Uh, we had a tour of Calumet, and they actually gave us um a couple. That's cool. Boxes of just little uh, shot. Yeah, shot, yeah. Um, shooters. Um, and I, honestly, I'll probably have those at some point. I just haven't opened them. We'll have an off-air conversation about Calumet, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so my what I've been drinking is actually more of just a <laughs> story. <laughs> so, so this, this weekend ep- so this episode is coming out the uh wednesday after the southern whiskey society event uh which i had said that i was going to be attending and lucy was there as well and got to meet the guys from the podcast as well as some listeners and you know just all around good people and and really an incredible time but so the whole thing about it is that you you pay money you pay to play i pay to play and I played. <laughs> he played. Hard. I played, and I. I think you know. I'm not even entirely sure that I won. I mean, I think it might be fair to say that I lost. But <laughs> you lost. Yes, bourbon, whiskey, <laughs> bourbon, bourbon won in the end. Yes, but so what? What it is is bourbon won. Perry nothing. It's if you've listened to the bonus episode that came out a, a couple of weeks ago, Will and the Grease from the podcast talk about what the event is. And it's not so much like you're meeting vendors to get them. Like, they're not trying to sell you stuff, necessarily. Like, you're just going and you're trying new things. And it was 30 different distilleries, or 30 different, yeah, 30 different whiskeys or distilleries. I can't remember exactly. It was a long name. And six or seven different food places. And one of them was actually OBC. Oh, okay. And they brought their um, little cornbread pancakes with the short rib Mm-hmm. meat on top and oh mm-hmm. my gosh it was so good but anyway so i got to meet uh dixon deadman from <clears throat> kentucky al and the beaumont inn had a great night with him i'm not going to go too much into that because i don't want to embarrass him if he doesn't want to <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't want that information out there um like i said will and the grease i um was pushing grease to drink later than he wanted to <laughs> at that point but it was okay we had a lot of fun um chris thomas from made south who is an incredible guy joe bourbon uh paul Steele from the steel speakeasy i mean i just can't uh, so many awesome people from our world mm-hmm. that were that were there and uh, i spent most of my night drinking the the pick from the the podcast guys along with chris thomas and a couple of their friends uh, shout out specifically to Toad, who was uh, a wonderful guy, 
and picked up mine and Lucy's bar tab one night oh, wow. um, while we were down there, which was just super cool of him. But it was a Weller 107 pick, uh, six and a half years old or something like that, non-chill filtered. I actually have a little bit of a bottle. Mm-hmm. I'll, it's not a whole lot left, but I want you to try it at, All right, at yeah. some point. But anyway, it was a great night. I mean, I had so much bourbon and so much good food, and I am super pumped uh, to go back next year. I mean, like I, Lucy and I are already making plans for yeah for, sure. <laughs> yeah. for next year, mm-hmm. and like my dad wants to go, and I'm sure Brett wants to go too, and and everything. But uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a killer time next year. But check out Southern Whiskey Society and Made South. They're good people and and everything. So that, like I said, it's not really a what I've been drinking. It's more of just a what I've been up to. Yeah, <laughs> but what you've been Recently. drinking too. Yeah. yeah, but you know what we we should really do. We should really drink more bourbon because I didn't think that I was going to feel as good today as I as I did. But you're feeling but good. But I feel great. Yeah. So he wants to have more bourbon. Yesterday, I felt terrible. On his deathbed. Yeah. I, it, yesterday being Sunday, the day after Southern Whiskey Society, yes. I thought it's that I It's a day was, of rest. It, it most certainly was. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll be 100% honest with you guys. I thought for sure. So I woke up. I woke up on Sunday morning at about 730 central time mm-hmm. and i was like i feel fantastic <laughs> didn't feel hung up didn't feel really? nauseous didn't have a headache or anything and i was like let's go do this let's do it again let's do this and i had made plans the night before to record with will from the podcast um to do kind of a wrap-up episode and yeah. it's amazing that i can remember this i'm gonna go ahead and be honest with you okay it's amazing that i was able to remember that we made these plans but I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go drink some more bourbon. You know, I'm, I'm totally down for it and everything. Uh-huh. We got to lunch. Of course, they put us in the hottest part of the restaurant. Uh-huh. The heat's hitting me. I haven't had enough water recently. Obviously. I'm like, I'm going to, like, I'm already sweating. I'm trying to drink a cocktail to try to get the hair of the dog and everything. I take one sip of the cocktail. I'm like, I can't do this right now. Food comes. I was like, this is going to, this is going to cure me one bite of food. I go, yep. I can't do this right now. And that's the story it, it, of Perry that just was going the, down. That was the end of the weekend for me. And then we had to drive home, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, it was, it was rough, man. And but, like being stuck in a car hungover oh. for multiple of hours is no fun. And at like all. I get, I do get a little car sick too. Well, yeah. You know? And I mean, even to be the driver of that car, I mean, I was still going. <laughs> 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 the whole thing. But anyway, that, this is this has nothing to do with this is just has nothing has something to do with hangovers and talking about. No, hangovers. it's all good. I had bourbon. I guess that's what made me hangover. So <laughs> I guess that's how that ties in. Um, so I was a bunch of guys and uh, and I we went to we got a cabin in uh, Gatlinburg and the night after we were headed back up to Kentucky and there was, there was somebody talking and I just vaguely remember, I mean, I I was just hung over just so, you know, you're in a bad mood and this person just kept talking and talking and talking. And eventually I said, you know, I'm not trying to be mean here, but will you shut the hell up? <laughs> and, <laughs> and they looked back at me and was like, are you okay? And I was like, I just, there's a headache. I just, you're talking a lot right now. I just need it to stop. 
<laughs> you don't understand. Yeah, and you uh, can't hear the drums, they man. Did, they ended up they they did shut up, but uh, oh. I felt bad. <laughs> Afterwards, I was like, I'm sorry, I was. <laughs> that was uncalled for. I shouldn't have done that. But well, <laughs> anyway. I, I had a good time this weekend. I'm going to do a wrap-up episode with Will and the Grease here sometime soon, so be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, we have business at hand, and that's drinking bourbon and talking yes. about it. Talking lots about it. So, Kurt, what are we what are we talking about today? Jim Beam, man. Yeah, it's all, all Jim it's, Beam. It's a Jim Beam day. Jim Beam Jim day Beam on day. the podcast. We got everything. Uh, and the reason that we're doing Jim Beam day is because we are actually going to be reviewing the newest release from Jim Beam, which is the Repeal Batch which is in honor of the the way that they made bourbon back after Prohibition was repealed. Love it. And Non-chill I've, filtered. Non-chill filtered, 86 proof. I've not tried this yet. Uh, I am really pretty excited for it. The last new Jim Beam release that was also non-chill filtered, excuse me, was the Distiller's Cut. Which? Which I love yes, and great. have a little bit left of yeah. as well for us mm-hmm. to finish off. And I vague, I remember when we had it, I vaguely remember saying that it was more, it tasted like Jim Beam Black to me. Yes. Yeah, which is kind of what I everybody's been saying. Yeah, which yeah. is what everybody's been saying. And that was like a year ago. Whew, has Man. it been that long? Yeah. Holy crap. Close to it. Rap. Hasn't been a full well, we're, year. I mean, but we're we're coming up on the, the year of, yeah, like, I our one-year anniversary, too. Sure, it's but, been... But, like, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the show, too, though. And, I mean, that's incredible. This is, I can't, I think this is episode 42. Yeah, it's been a journey. Bananas. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, um, I can't believe that bourbon's been out for almost a year now. So, we're, like I said, we're talking Jim Beam. more half a year, I I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We're talking Jim Beam all day today. And the first actual pour of the episode is going to be just regular old Jim Beam white label, 80 proof, four year old bourbon. And I haven't had in a long time. Um, I mean, it's this is just me killing a bottle that's been sitting oh, at yeah. home, you know, and I don't it's not a go to for me. Yeah. We've had it on the show. We reviewed it on the show. I'm excited to have it again, though, because yeah. it's one of those I always just glance over. Yeah, absolutely. I'm never like Jim Beam. White so do, do you like Jim Beam products in general? Or are they I, one of the, is that that brand that you kind of pass over a little bit it's more? It's usually a brand I pass over unless it's Knob Creek. If it's Knob Creek, like Barrel Pick or, you know, one of those type of deals, I usually pick it up. Sure. Uh, anything I mean, else? Yeah. I mean, like I would rather buy a bottle of Booker's than buy a bottle of Jim Beam, but Booker's is also... Uh, what four four or five times more expensive than regular jim beam is so i just kind of (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it's not a go-to for me but i also like i love i i really do love some of their higher end products i think that that's where their Mm -hmm. their gems kind of sit but for you know 20 bucks at the distiller's cut 20 bucks for the bottled and bond you know their rye is also really good the knob creek Mm -hmm. rye is fantastic I, I think that they are the corner of the market as far as like affordable quality bourbons yes. goes. And uh, I mean, this is again the first time in a while that I've had I've had the the white label. It smells like a like a distillery. 
to me. Oh, it, mm-hmm. it has that really distinct, like a rick yeah, it has that really distinct fermenter and distillery smell to it. It yes. smells like like mash mm-hmm. to me. Which is to say, I mean, that could be, you know, it's just, it is just four years. I mean, it's not like it's the oldest bourbon on the on the market or anything, mm-hmm. but. But you're going into it expecting yeah, Exactly. I mean, and, and Jim Beam too is, I mean, it, it was so many of our first bourbons. Yes. You know, yeah. and it's been, a, it's a, it's a name that's been around for hundreds of years at this point. And we'll kind of get into it a little bit because I have some. Wonderful little Jim Beam notes and facts. I didn't. I I didn't know some of this. I like it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really excited about it. Isn't um, that fun too? Like going back and researching, things learning and stuff. Yeah. You're like, whoa! I should have known that. <laughs> I really should have known when yeah. Jim Beam was founded, and it wasn't actually called Jim Beam originally. It was called the Old Tub Distillery. Okay. And it was founded by which uh, I guess goes back to uh, you know, old. Tub. That makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like things we should know. Hmm. But mm, I'm getting a actually, lot of grain here. Yeah. And actually there's quite a bit of grain on the on the palate too. But it's in such a non-aggressive no. way. Yeah. Like it's a very, very mellow bourbon mm-hmm. to me. And it is and, very grainy. I I'm you know, I'm not getting a ton of Yeah. Those complex flavors is yeah caramel and i mean i i do still kind of get a little bit of the caramel i'm going to contradict your pronunciation sorry (laughs) but caramel oh okay my name's perry and i wow caramel caramel let's just rip on perry for an hour no it's sure while we're at it (laughs) so perry let me tell you about this guy (laughs) no it's fine i don't think that it's I, I, I just think that it's a overall pretty solid bourbon. If it were one of the, you know, 10 that I had left to drink for eternity, I'd probably be okay with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it I wouldn't be upset if by it. If I'm choosing, like, it's definitely not in that. No. But it, if, it's, <laughs> if it's there, I'm having it. Yeah, like if, you know, every Rick House caught on fire... And we lost all but, like, you know, I don't know, like, some of Maker's Mark and a couple yeah. of Heaven Hill and, you know, some of Jim Beam. Like, I wouldn't and be that upset if it were Barton over. Barton in 1792, Whew. those two barrels. You know, there are rumors actually going around that... They, they better release that shit. I think they're going to. I mean, it, it seems like people are really talking pretty heavily about it okay. now, so... I was going to do um, this bit of news earlier in the show, and I kind of forgot about it. But there's also, and I'm not trying to stir the pot on this or anything, but there is also a rumor going around that Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is going to be going out of production. And I've heard it from multiple sources. So I'm starting to kind of freak out a little bit about it. So I might be stocking up just a hair yeah. coming up soon. <laughs> nudge, nudge a not bit. to maybe not to freak people out either. And even if they do stock up on it, it's not like right now. It's not it's, like it'll you're be breaking fine. the bank. You it'll know? be fine. It's thirteen, fourteen dollars a bottle. Yeah. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be okay. Anyway. Jim Beam. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Jim Beam. Would you like to learn some things about the history of Jim Beam? I would love to learn, Kurt. <laughs> so uh, it was founded in 1795 by Jacob Beam. And like I said, it was originally named the Old Tub Distillery. Not Jim? Not Jim. Jim was actually his grandson, I believe. Wow. Or great-grand. No. Gosh, he was like his 
great-grandson, I think. Uh, he was the son of German immigrants, and they were also corn farmers. The mash bill for Jim Beam has stayed exactly the same since its inception. So since 1795, this is the exact same mash bill. That's impressive. Right? Yeah. That that blows my mind. I mean, not that this would be, because this isn't going to be exactly the same as it was, you know, back then, Mm. but it's as close as it really could be to that same product. I mean, back then, you know, they were pouring straight from the barrel into big brown jugs (laughs) and, you know, (laughs) selling two customers by the barrel and everything. But but yeah, exactly. And I think that, like, you know, if you went through some of those same yeah, there processes. Regulations. Ex- and, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't until the Bottom and Bond Act that all that came around. But anyway. Uh, and later, too, Old Tub uh, actually would become one of the first nationally distributed brands in the U.S., and you can still buy it here today. Hey, Marv. Sure can. <laughs> Second dog of the podcast. And it's good. Yes. Dog, dog Jr., I guess. <laughs> Um, I'm actually skipping a, a little bit of history here, but uh, James Beauregard Beam. James Beauregard Beam. Or Jim Beam. <laughs> uh, would take over the distillery in 1894 from his father, and the distillery was renamed in his honor to Jim Beam Distillery in 1943. Uh, the company still uses the same yeast strain that Beam kept alive all throughout Prohibition. Wow. He would keep a sample of it in his house in case of an accident at the distillery plant, and he would bring it home every weekend in a jug, and he would keep it alive at his house. And so for 75 years, we're basically drinking the same yeast strain. This is ridiculous. <laughs> right? This has put this me on fam- like a way more respect level on Jim. Oh, I mean, they are... I, and, and really, after doing all this research, too, I mean... I have gained so much respect for them. They are doing, I think, everything right in this business. I mean, they're the number one selling brand in the world, so... (laughs) Yeah, they don't care about two people talking about it. Yeah, totally. Uh, When Prohibition hit, it was the only time that Jim Beam didn't distill whiskey. Uh, In the meantime, he was a... I think he was a... a, a, What do you call it when you're a coal guy? Coal miner. Coal Coal miner. miner. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was was about to say miner, and I was like... (laughs) He yeah, was that's a, right. He was a coal miner and uh, didn't take. And so once Prohibition was repealed in 33, uh, he went back to distilling whiskey. He rebuilt the distillery in 120 days after Prohibition was repealed. Wow. So we're talking December of 1933. Yeah. It's repealed. 120 days is four months. So by... Late March, early April, it was up and running. It was up and running again. And in 1934, the first Prohibition, uh, post-Prohibition, excuse me, Jim Beam product was sold. Hmm. And uh, in 1927, Frederick Booker No married one of Jim Beam's daughters, Margaret. And Booker would actually come on, uh, be, go on to rather become one of the most widely revered master distillers in modern and bourbon history. And Booker's, of course, yeah, is his his namesake brand. Uh, two years after Jim died, his son T. Jeremy Jerry Beam Jerry spelled J E R E, which I've never heard Glad that spelling of before. <laughs> yeah, um, could you imagine? I'm just gonna have some Jerry Let's Beam. Have some Jerry Beam. Jerry Beam sounds real good to me, Paul. Jerry. I don't know why I took that Not, accent on, well, but you know it's all right. 
like not to hate on you know Jerry, the name Jerry. No, it's fine, but it was it was a very strange spelling. Well, of yeah. it for me. And Jim seems a lot better. Ooh, sorry about splash that. Splash for the table. Don't know. Don't know how that happened. Hopefully my equipment doesn't yeah. crap out <laughs> on me. Is this a water resistant uh, tablecloth there? Yeah. Wow, that explains why it uh, hasn't soaked in yet. Nope. Yep. Sorry about that, there, Kurt. Ah, uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> so wipe uh, right off. We'll take a we'll take a quick pause here in the um, in the report to uh, tell you what we're drinking next, which is Jim Beam Choice, which you can't get anymore. <laughs> Unfortunate. This is a, a um, it's five years. Excuse me, instead of four years like the regular Jim Beam. This bottle is from 2006, I believe. I can't. I, it has an 06 on the bottom of the bottle, but I can't find the uh, actual. Yeah, I can't find the laser code anywhere. I, again, haven't had this in a while, but this was. <laughs> I remember. Oh, wait. Oh, eight? I think so. I could be just looking at random numbers, though. <laughs> I have no idea. Eh, well, whatever. <laughs> we tried. It doesn't matter. We tried. <laughs> I'll figure it out and, and Jim Beam let choice, you know. whatever. Yeah, sure. I'll figure it out and let you know on uh, <laughs> later on. We are literally yeah. just looking at numbers on all the bottles and like, oh, uh, it's just it just has a four. I don't know where that came they from. They didn't though, write but. it on there, <laughs> Jerry. This note. <laughs> Poor Jerry. <laughs> I feel bad for Jerry now. Hi, Mark. So I like this nose a lot better than I do the white label, personally. But, um, Marv, what you got to say, bud? What do you think, buddy? No. He just you sweet me. boy. You're just giving kisses, aren't you? Say yeah. He looks a little distressed, though. Oh, he always does. <laughs> he always looks concerned about everything. We should post a picture of him somewhere. Oh, we definitely will. We'll post it on the... We'll post it on the Instagram Literally, this week. Literally, if you see Marv, Marv just looks like he's concerned about anything and everyone. Here, I'll take a picture of him right now yes. because... And then, Marv, are you... And then you'll be wrong, able to buddy? see this at my bourbon pod on Instagram what's, and Facebook and Twitter. What's wrong, hey, Marv. buddy? <laughs> perfect. Absolutely perfect. Oh, it's so perfect. <laughs> All right, I'll put you down. All right, have a good night, Marv. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'll get you some bourbon later. I like the smell... Of I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. I like the smell on this one a lot better than I do white label, is what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. That extra year really has helped. It does. You get so much more of the baked goods and caramel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I do think that some of the not as much grain. Yeah, but it's still present, I think. I don't think that it's, you know No, it's not totally gone like yeah. you would you would get with, you know, you know, a knob creek and mm. Jim Beam black yeah that is much better i will say i think what the one thing that really separates it is that caramel flavor yes for me it's like everything that the white label has just gets wrapped in like caramel yes and it's really delicious it's very good it's got a little bit of go ahead okay um (laughs) like it, it just comparatively it's just one notch above you know one notch above the white label. And uh, I, I just adding that caramel makes it just just a tad bit better. I wouldn't say it's like exponentially, sure. exponentially better. Sure. 
it's just a little bit that that I really enjoy. Yeah, and I totally agree with that too. It it's just this still is not. It's a little thin. I kind of wish that it had bumped it up in in proof too. Now it doesn't matter because you can't buy this. You can't buy anymore. It. But, <laughs> but no, I think it's still. I think it's still good. I mean, when I get where they're coming from, because you look at the total lineup all in all and not taking it individually, mm-hmm. you're sitting there, you're going, okay, we have Jim Beam White Label, you know, we have, all right, here's our Jim Beam Choice. Yeah. They're looking at their lineup and the, specifically, okay, where are our, like, progressions? Here? Well, right, and, like, it makes sense that this was the one that they got rid of because it's a year older than the White Label, so it's Which a whole not- more year that you're not making money off of it, and, you know, it's, I, I think, too, you know, uh, what we're getting at, I think, is that it's, not significantly different enough from the white label to warrant it still being in production or still being a product that they regularly put out to counter that. I guess what I would say is, but I get where it's coming from is from just a strictly product standpoint. Well, if it's that not that much difference, but it's a little better than what your white label is. Why don't you make that your white label? However, mm-hmm. staying true to the brand and staying true to the the mash bill of whatever sure. it was. Yeah. Then. Well, okay. it's also harder to mass produce something that's a year older than it is a year younger. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like I mean, they would probably take a cut yeah. on their profits if they did up the age. It's the same reason why the- we'll never see like Knob Creek single barrel, which I actually had a conversation with um, Chad and Swan about a few weeks ago. We'll never see Knob Creek single barrel go up in age from nine to, you know, 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. Not that there aren't single barrel picks of Knob Creek out there that are 12 all the way up to 15 years at this point. Yeah. But the, it just, it's not going to happen no. anytime soon because they'd be taking a, taking a cut. Yeah. Yeah. They're I was running a business. Yeah. Like, let me just say too, everything that we've had since the Hayes Parker has been exponentially better. <laughs> yes, way better. I mean, this is so much. I mean, I would Which drink is something you would hope. <laughs> well, yes, of course, but it doesn't have that aggression that Hayes Parker does at the on the very the very end end of it. Well, yeah, I like I like this quite a bit. Anyway, so uh, to jump back into the little report here. Jeremy, or Jerry, was the first beam distiller to send the product overseas. And he, what happened was he would send, um, excuse me, he would send whiskey to, I think it was troops uh, that were stationed overseas, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. And then in 1960... Sometimes I hope... They'll do that for me, but <laughs> I don't do anything significant enough to do that. So. We're just designers yeah, and a podcaster. Uh, in 1960, Booker No took over, and that made him the sixth generation of the Jim Beam family to run the distillery, or really just the Beam family. Yeah. And some people say that, uh, and actually, it is pretty true, Booker was the one to have invented small batch whiskey, which was introduced with Booker's. Uh, which was introduced in 1988. It is an uncut and unfiltered bourbon. Jim Beam likes to say they make it the hard way. Which, like, come on, come on. <laughs> it's handcrafted. I like the marketing. 
point. No, I, I like, I kind of like it too. Um, it, it used to be that there were about six batches that were released each year. Now it's down to like three or four, which is fine. I mean, as long as it's good quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's also said that when Booker handed over the production to Fred and shortly before he passed away, he said to Fred, don't let them mess with my bookers. Yeah. Which is just because he took such pride in that, in that product. I think it's just super cool. Yeah. No, that's anyway. awesome. Uh, in 1965, the one millionth Jim, Be- Jim Beam barrel was filled. 1965. A million. The millionth was filled. They just crossed like 13 million a few years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In 92, Baker's, Basil Hayden's, and Knob Creek were all introduced, and they made up, along with Booker's, the small batch bourbon collection. Booker passed in 2004, and his son Fred who uh, is the current master distiller, took mm-hmm. over in 2007, and that makes him the seventh generation Jim Beam family member to run the distillery, which just... So cool. Absolutely blows me away. Uh, I can't believe that it stayed in the family for that long and that they have such a long tradition, too, of... I mean, it's not just the family thing. Like, the yeast strain from Prohibition is still yeah. around. Wow. and. The same mash bill from 1795 is still used and mm-hmm. everything, but very impressive. And going back to just the so the, you said the how many million barrel? Uh, Thirteen million Here. in like oh nine or ten, I think. I can't remember for yeah. sure. I'd have to go back. Uh, something that would be really interesting that we should figure out is how many barrels of bourbon does it, on average a single person drink. <laughs> that's a oh, what do you we're think really gonna is? have to i don't know because i'd I, love to hear a poll like make a poll for that like what is okay so here's what i'm barrels? gonna here's what i'm gonna do <coughs> i'm going to uh research this answer and by thursday or friday what i'm gonna do is over on twitter at my bourbon pod i'm gonna throw up a poll yeah. And we'll do a little quiz to see what you guys think the average person consumes in barrels of bourbon in yeah. their lifetime. Because that number has got to be... I don't know what that bananas. is. Bananas. You, do you think? Well, the average? I feel like maybe we need to... Should we... Should we and I guess you have it to down say to average of like... The average bourbon drinker but then you have to define who's the bourbon drinker sure and then we might also have to distill it further down to kentuckians i don't know i'll figure you need to do that i just think it needs to be like bourbon drinkers in their lifetime yeah bourbon drinkers in their lifetime just like an average like us bourbon drinkers sure yeah you know yeah we're gonna have to We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. I'm just interested in how many how many that is. Yeah. Because then you have to fi- get into the logistics of how many <laughs> bottles of bourbon to go in one <laughs> barrel. I think I've heard that number recently, and I can't remember. I think it's something like 210 bottles. Yeah, so there's that. in a bar- But then you have to think about, like, I mean, there are some people who collect and don't drink everything that they buy. Oh, yeah. You know, and... Okay, so we're just solely looking at consumed... Yeah, consumption. Bottles of bourbon. Okay. Yes. Not bought, but consumption. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll but figure that out. But that'll be an interesting number. 
Did you want to go with this next, or do you want to go with Knob Creek? Uh, let's go with uh, Distiller's Cut. We'll kind of okay. go down the line, I think. Yeah, I don't, I'm, well, I'm actually... Well, I guess if we're going down the line, we'd be the Jim Peen Repeal batch, but we're also reviewing yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, so I'm also... We'll go Knob Creek. All right, I'm also close to the end of the um, report, because this about brings us up to <clears throat> modern day. Excuse okay. me. Uh, in between Booker stepping down as the Master Distiller in 1998 and Fred taking over in 2007... Jerry Dalton uh, was the master distiller, and he was actually the first and only non-beam family master distiller. Hmm. And now the title has been handed back over to the beam family. And we were talking about when the 13th million, 13 millionth barrel was filled. Uh, in 2005, the 10 millionth barrel was filled. So <laughs> they're doing pretty well for, the, for themselves. Well, you know, I would say. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's my little report on on Jim Beam and a his and their history, but I think I love this distillery's history more than most. You know, you have. I mean, they're so rich with history and preservation, right? And just family tradition too, which is a, a weird way to put it. But I mean, Jim Beam bourbon today wouldn't be what it is without Jacob Beam developing his and his his family to developing their mash bill and everything yes like they did the back line. in the 1700s yeah but anyway let's talk about this uh distiller's cut distiller's cut this is a bit of a jump up in proof yep. but I think we're gonna be okay because the uh repeal batch is 86 and this is a hundred proof hundred proof so, aged five to six years yeah which Legally, they have to say it's aged five years. Yeah. Because, you know, government. But it's a little light. What does that mean? What's what mean? I'm just curious. Um, so you gotta give I me guess a- they're required. Sorry. <laughs> Audio they're, medium. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So you look at the label and it says unfiltered with a, like a star. It's obviously go- like government, like you have to put it on there. But then you go back and it says distiller cut is only quality screen to remove barrel char pieces from the liquid. This does not exchange does not change or lessen the flavor in any way. In extremes of temperature, it may appear a little cloudy. This is a normal for a non-chill filtered whiskey. So non-chill filtered <clears throat> means that you have not removed the fatty acids yes. from it, right? That's interesting because you see it says non-chill filtered on multiple mm-hmm. other bottles, but why does it just say unfiltered? I don't know, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. The, uh, <laughs> Let me call up Fred No, and yeah. we'll, we'll talk to him about it. I mean, it, I know it's so, like a little <clears throat> just discrepancy and whatever. Sure. But it's just something I noticed. <laughs> I was it's like, like, what do you want me to, yeah. what do you want me to say? Tell me right now. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, I also think that... You know, I I said before that I could tell that there is something different with non-chill filtering. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't know if it makes that big of a difference at this point. I think think it's it's just a it's a it's a bit of a gimmick. It's a bit of a marketing ploy. Yeah, I'm sure that everything I I can can maybe tell a little bit, but it's not anything. Sure. Well, I, I think that as far as like distillers cut goes i think that it's 
a good kind of gimmicky thing to to put out. Like yeah. I don't I'm not upset that this bourbon exists. <clears throat> I think that its quality is you know worthwhile in terms of the gimmick that it's kind of associated with, which is non-chill filtering. Mm-hmm. Now again, does non-chill filtering do anything to it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would have to do all of this in a blind flight and let you know yeah, then, you but know then. there's no, there's no real way for me to do that. Cause I can't go to Jim beam and go, Hey, give me the distiller's cut, but not, but, but with not, the chill yeah. filter. And then I'll let you know which one's better. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just don't, I don't know if it makes that big of a difference or I anything, it does, but, but do you, you still like it though? Right. Oh yeah. 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 No, it's awesome. Again, it's like everything that <clears throat> the white label is missing. Mm-hmm. I think that it amps up all of those flavors, increases like just kind of the overall. <coughs> Excuse me. And I kind of hate using this word, but like mouthfeel mm-hmm. and viscosity of it. Like it just is a much more tongue coating. Yeah. It's bourbon. not a, uh, just a thin kind of feel. Yeah. With a little bit of flavor. Well, not a little bit of flavor. I think the Jim Beam has quite a good deal of flavor. Yes. I would put the distiller's cut kind of in the same vicinity as the choice. I see that. Yeah. I totally get that. But obviously you're getting more more proofage here. Yeah, which I think is what I like more about it is that it's a higher proof, so therefore there's more flavor mm-hmm. on it. And I like this progression that we've done from the white label to the choice to and and we've of course skipped over like devil's cut and we've skipped yeah. over black and you know all that stuff but <clears throat> i wanted to kind of go more throughout the spectrum a little bit i guess than i did yeah <laughs> and i don't i think distiller's cut and black is kind of about the same thing about the same yeah yeah, yeah. i totally and get that devil's cuts just like an outlier for me it's fine it's fine. It's never like, my favorite. <clears throat> no, it's not mine either. And <clears throat> I bought a little 375 of it recently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was just okay. Yeah. Like, it didn't take me very long to finish it because I wasn't like, oh, I need to savor this. <laughs> yeah. <I was laughs> you know what like, I mean? Whatever. Like, I was just, I was just like, oh, whatever. I can get rid of this pretty easily. But I have kind of held on to these distiller cut bottles for a little while because... Originally, what they were saying was that it was a limited release, but it seems like people are like it's still out there in a pretty yeah. good number size. So, I I mean, it could be that it's just limited to you know a year after it was first released or what. But I I'm happy to go and buy another bottle. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have could to al- now. Well, yeah, this one's empty. It's done. It's good. <laughs> but it is funny that I I. I mean, obviously, I'm not in the mines or in those meetings, but it seems like they were like, mm, "Let's just try it. We'll say try it's something lim- different. Yeah, we'll say it's limited release, and uh, if it does well, we'll go from there." Yeah, yeah. So I am going to uh, real quick set up the video for this week, and I'm going to go ahead and say, "Let's not worry about the Knob Creek right now." Yeah, because. 
I think that we've had one thing that was a hundred proof. I agree. And should we have too much more? Probably not. At that proof, yeah. it would. And tell me, Perry, who gets to see the video? So these videos are available for Patreon subscribers. So if you would like to view our reviews for each episode, you can head to patreon.com slash Podcast. And these are actually available for $2 patrons. We have some uh, wonderful patrons so far who have been keeping up with us and all of our little social media stuff that we've been posting and everything. We appreciate you guys keeping us uh, afloat, of course, which is just the stereotypical way of thanking your patrons other than saying... Leaving the light on, keeping the light on for yeah. us and everything. Yeah. Some anyway. sort of analogy yeah. that we'll, we'll come up with. Yeah, exactly. So our review for this episode is a new release, of course, of Jim Beam. It is the Jim Beam Repeal Batch. Again, it is non-chill filtered. It's 86 proof. I'm assuming that it's four years old. I'd be surprised if it were anything older than that. It doesn't say anywhere on the bottle. Jim Beam is typically four years old. It says straight bourbon whiskey, so it's at least two, but never I would know. assume it's probably no more than four. It's got to it's gotta be yeah, I four mean, years old. I don't know why I'm pouring for myself first. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. And if it's anything, you know, longer than that, then it, the price point's going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be more regarded. Like, I went to Liquor Barn uh, just on on Sunday. Yeah, Saturday? Sunday. No. When the Saturday. release was? Yeah, so yeah. when the release Saturday. was. I went on Saturday, like, <clears throat> 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and, I mean, they just had it out on the floor. It wasn't like they were, you know, trying to protect anything. <clears throat> they were just like, right. there's everything. Sure, <laughs> sure. And I'm sure I could probably go today and, and find this. That nose is really interesting, actually. Yeah. I'm getting floral. Actually... You know what? I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. I get a little bit more like barrel char. Barrel char on okay. there. Yeah, it, it smells a little bit more, um, like smoky. Okay. To yeah, me. Yeah. No, I, I see that. I guess the the initial nose was just a quick. I get a little bit of sweetness on there, though. I could I could see that. Yeah. The color's a little light. I was. I mean, it's eighty six. Yeah. I mean, proof, I want it to so. be darker, but you know. It is at what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, it could it's a little uh, <clears throat> watered down, <laughs> carnal. <laughs> like it's all good. Look, yeah, it's all good. It but, smells great though. <clears throat> I, I'm a, I enjoy it. Sure, I think that the 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 caramel smell actually is really prevalent yes. as well. But it's kind of a burnt caramel mm-hmm. as opposed to you know just that really like Werther's original. Yeah. smell that you would you would get from like a caramel candy yes of or something like that yeah um and it's interesting because uh like going from the progression of the jim beam white label to the choice to the distiller's cut mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i'm getting a lot more complexity in the flavors and in the, the smells i i can't say flavors because i haven't tried it yet but i have well, good. <laughs> That's really interesting. <clears throat> Smooth. Yeah, but let's let's try to get away from the word smooth. Like, 
why is it smooth? Mm-hmm. You know, like it. There's no. There's no. I guess more or less, I'm saying it's not. You know, it's the balance of flavors. Sure, and it it doesn't have like any alcohol burn on it. Mm, yeah, or anything. Like mm-hmm. it's just a very easy to drink bourbon. First sip, I gotta say, I'm. I'm fairly impressed by it. Yeah. I and, mean, really. And at the price point, mm. I just want to... $18. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's really not bad at all. I would... I'm going to scoot your mic a little bit closer to you, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And out of the way of your face. Yeah, that's why yeah. I had it over there was because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to like... Well, I just wanted it to be more towards me when you're talking as opposed to like, yeah. you know, it uh, over there. And see, look, your levels are so much. This is you. Oh, wow. This is your brain on bourbon. <laughs> and this is, oh, that'd be a good shirt. This is your brain on bourbon. <laughs> this is your brain yeah. on bourbon. Yeah. That's, <laughs> be on the lookout for that. That might be coming in the Threadless story here soon. Anyway, there are other things that I would rather buy at that price point and other things that are cheaper than that that I would rather buy, I think. Okay. At the, so you're you know, referring to Heaven Hill. I am referring bottom. to Heaven Hill bottom to bottom. Yeah. Don't act like he's trying to like trick you or anything. He's like, oh I do you know it's one thing. <laughs> it is literally one bottle and it is Heaven Hill. No, that's not entirely true. I, I like the Heaven Hill green label a lot too. Okay, yeah. So all right I see your Heaven point. Hill. I see your point. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Jeez. This is really good at the price point. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm trying I'm not, to get I'm at, not trying like, I think I would go for this. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that it is bad by any means at this price point. But there are just other things <clears throat> that I would prefer to buy that are a higher proof and older. Yeah. So that's that's just kind of where I'm, I, I'm coming yes, from yes, on yes. that. that. All that being said, this is a very well-balanced bourbon. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, actually, the more that I drink it, we were talking about how there wasn't much alcohol burn. The more that I drink it, I'm getting a little bit of a b- alcohol burn on my tongue. Yeah. Just kind of right, right down the middle. Yeah, it's nothing but it's crazy. Not a, it's just there. Yeah, it's not really a lasting or overpowering heat. It's just kind of uh, present. Consistent. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's good. I do, too. Um, you know, ratings... We'll get there, but... Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of ratings, though, uh, we have a review system of nose, palette, finish, and price. It's four categories, and each one is out of five points. And then we tally everything up for a total out of 20 at the end. This is our... Let me see if I still have it up. No, I believe that we're approaching 50 different bourbons that we've reviewed on the show. It's impressive. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I think this is 45 or 46, which is just... Uh-huh. Just bizarre. <laughs> no, it is wild. Again, we've been doing and this for almost bourbons. a year. That's the awesome yeah. part. Is like mm-hmm. different bourbons. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. so funny because uh, like even just going back, I mean, not even a year ago. It's not. We're not even a year old. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't. You didn't drink bourbon the same way that you do now. No, yeah, definitely not. I mean, I don't either. But with that being said, like, or I didn't either. Yeah, no. With that being said, is it's just. It's a, I mean, it really is an adventure and like a journey of like you kind of learning different things. Yeah. Like, I would say that back, uh, I mean, not even a year ago, I was, I was drinking 1792, just 
consistently like and that was all you were drinking and that was all i was drinking and yeah i would venture out and try some different things but for the most part staying with the same kind of flavor profile and now i'm you know you've expanded expanded to you know more of the darker richer notes to the okay well let's try this what's sweeter and and everything well it's funny you say that too because like and recognizing it. Yeah, That's absolutely. The thing is absolutely. Like, Your palate's expanded. Yes. As prior, you don't, you really don't recognize it. You you just go, oh, well, that tastes like bourbon. Right. And that's, that's why I've been saying so much recently, too. Just try new things. Try something that you've never had before. That's why we do Flying Blind now. Yeah. Because it's either something you've never had before, or it's something that you may have had in the past and had mixed feelings about. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's bad. Sure. Like, yeah. It's it, just of course. trying of course. it and having it. Yeah. Is the, the like, benefit. And that's it. the only way, too, that... Sorry, I'm shaking the table and the phone's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way, too, that you're going to know whether or not you like something is if you try new things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not ragging on my dad at all, but my dad just drank Maker's Mark for so long. That was the only bourbon that he would have. And every once in a while he would have like Woodford or something like that. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I go, oh, there are so many different things that you should try. Yes. And so many great things that you have probably never had. Exactly. And even just Henry McKenna 10 year, you know, at that point when I was telling him it was readily available. Yeah. And so I, you know, had him try a, a bit of it and he was like, this is so good what have i been missing out on for yeah. for all this time but again the you just have to try new stuff you have to yeah and not necessarily new, new releases anything. like this but things that may be new to you yeah you know like, I, it's a simple fact of oh i've been drinking you know jim beam white label for 20 years mm-hmm like just because that's what I I'm comfortable. I mean, as humans, we're comfortable with whatever we try and what we sure. have, and like whatever's safe. It's just yeah, whatever's safe, and mm-hmm. you switch that and you you go, oh well, you know, it's the same. It's bourbon, and let me try, you know, uh, a different brand, a different um, release of whatever brand you enjoy. So sure. like. I like Jim Beam White Label. Okay, well, uh, well, why don't you try the Jim Beam? Why don't you try Jim Beam Black? Re- Jim Beam Black, <laughs> Jim Beam Repeal, uh, Jim Beam. You know, I think this is exponentially better than Jim Beam White Label. Yeah, no, honestly, it, it definitely is. Honestly, having tried this right next to the Distiller's Cut, I might like this a little bit better. Hmm. Which is not something that I normally say about okay. a sub ninety proof bourbon, but I think yeah. that this is. There is something about it where it just feels more balanced, but also produces more flavor in general. And I, so far, I really enjoy this. I enjoy it. Yeah. You don't know if you like it better, though. I think I'm going to disagree on okay. on on liking it better than the, the distiller's cut. Mm-hmm. I think it's more the proofage and just I like more of the higher proof, more... Yeah, totally. Uh, I totally get that. But I get the I get the idea in, in in the flavors, as it's there's more of a complexity in that sense. Right. Yeah. So, uh, would you like to go ahead and rank? Yeah, sure. This. Okay. So our first category, of course, is nose. 
Yeah. So, Curtis, what do you think about the nose on this? And to preface, like, I just want to... These ratings are going to seem like they're a little low. But I think it's more or less just the progression of my palate. Yeah, totally. Um, So, I think the nose... The nose, I, I really enjoy... Uh, you get more of the smokiness and, and the Rick, you know, the barrel. Not a ton. I'm not going to, like, try to hype it up and say, like, oh, you know, that's all I smell. See, I disagree. See, I, see I get so much of the Rick house and the barrel on it. I've just had so many other things that I just feel like that. I think it smells really barrel charry. Okay. Which I, I really... I admire Quite about like, that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I gave the nose a 3.5. Um, okay. I, I think that it has a lot of really good qualities to it. Yeah, and, and for that, with that being said, we're in the same range. Yeah. I was going to say it was a 3. Okay. Um, and looking and... You guys can see me on Patreon, by the way, typing out each of these <laughs> notes as... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I keep I, guess, I keep going over to my computer to try to you know write gonna, write everything down. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. You're gonna stick with the three. What pushes me up a little bit is that it just smells more robust to me. Okay. Then, and I I think that the distiller's cut for whatever reason doesn't quite have the the fullness on the nose that this one does, and really, I think that the palate's a little bit fuller too, which is something I I. I'm amazing myself that I'm saying this going from a hundred proof to 86 proof because yeah. usually it's the opposite. Yeah. Usually you're going, Oh, it tastes thin. It doesn't have any of the flavors or anything, but I think that this is, I, I'm really kind of blown away by, by this personally. And you know, part of it could be too, that the, <laughs> the price is so good. See, I mean, at eighteen dollars, yeah. it's not it's not terrible. That's part of it, though. It's not is terrible. I, I, I go, <laughs> it. I struggle with it because I I go. All right, if I'm solely individually putting something off the price, if I'm basing it off the price, then you're sitting at like you know threes, three and a half. Like I'm gonna pour a little bit more just so I can. Get, yeah, get yeah. A little bit. Do you want any more? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I would like to have a little bit more flavor and, and on the palate. Obviously, I think price has to go into account of what you're what you're having. Because uh, like, or else you would have vetoed that category a while ago. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying like price has to have. So does that affect our our nose palate? See, I don't think price no, should affect I don't, it. I don't. It it doesn't. It doesn't to me at the very least. I mean, I've always been. You know, I've always tried to grade everything independently of of that one yes. another. Yeah. In now, terms of price, I think you have to take into account the others. But sure, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot. I will say there is not very much in this price range that has this amount no, of no, flavor. No. Yes, yes. You know. Now, but if we're talking about proof, so it's almost as like if our if our price range is a five or like a, a four or five and our kind of nose palette finish is kind of on the lower, mm-hmm. I feel like that's more of a recommend. I would say so too. Yeah. I get, I, I get what you're saying. At least a try. A sure. Try. Yeah. I mean, I think again, you at least need to 
try this at some point. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be at the top of your list or anything. No, yeah. But I, I think that it needs to be it needs to be attempted. Yes. Any, anyway, <laughs> moving, on, moving on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. I gave, uh, I gave the palette also a... Actually, what did you give the palette? Uh, I'm going to give a palette a three and a half. I think the palette just adds a little more to it. Uh, you get the nose. Uh, you, you, I, I mean, you put it on a higher, higher uh, scale than I did just because I, I have more of the floral, but a little bit of that, yeah. that char. Well, and, but I got so much more char on it. See, that, you yeah, know, I, 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 and, and I don't, but I will say, you know what? I, I originally gave the palette a 3.5. I'm actually going to bump it down to a three. Okay. Um, that's funny that we, I know, I know it is, it is weird, but for me, the, the palette is really nice, but it leaves kind of a weird coating on the tongue. Do you get, do you get that? It's kind of like a stale coating, like stale bread. Mm, I'm not getting the stale. I get the coating. Yeah. That's, that's the only downfall for me, but I think that everything else is really quite engaging and really pretty delicious too. I mean, I just think that like this, this weird stale note that I'm getting Hmm. isn't as inviting. It's not as inviting. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, the finish for me is going to be the lowest score. I think the finish is a little lackluster personally. Yeah. It's almost non-existent. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. it it maintains it maintains a little bit of the flavor from it almost turns to water a little bit yeah but it it does maintain a little bit of the flavors it's like if you took like an ice cube no that's not it's not quite that it's like if you added like a a couple droppers of droppers full of water into this because it still maintains some of that I flavor would say it's like you added an ice cube for See, me, to, for me, it's no, like and I, I totally, add an ice cube. I totally get that, but like when when I add ice to bourbon, it gives it a really strange flavor. Mm. Like I can't, I can't qualify it right now because I I haven't taken the because t- I haven't had ice <laughs> yeah, on I bourbon in a while because yeah. it's just I don't like drinking bourbon that way. Mm. But anyway, my point is that I. I don't think that it quite has that to me, but it does have that little bit of water added to the overall flavor. Yeah. And I would, I would personally give the finish a two. I would, it, it just doesn't have, <laughs> it just doesn't have a whole yeah. lot there, but what would you I'm going to, I'm going to give it a two. two. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, I, mean, I think the, it's appropriate. No yeah. The finishes. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I contemplated saying uh, two and a half, but, you know, that's I like, I don't think that it's I don't think that it's worth a a two, two and, and a half, half. Yeah, personally. No. Yeah, I don't. Think so. Now the price though, I gave a four. I I think that it's a I really solid price. A four. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have we have the exact the same, same score, same ratings except the Thir- nose uh, and the palate. We both gave it a thirteen point five out of twenty. Yeah. I honestly decent. Yeah, it's good. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna not recommend this because I think that it is something that you should try. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend it because the price is so good, and what you're getting at eighteen dollars for this 
great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a recommend as well. Um, even if it's not in comparison to other products in that price range. Yeah. One of the things too that's I I think is and I'm hoping that this is in line. I mean, if <clears throat> I mean we were talking about how Distillers Cut originally said that it was a limited production release. Yeah. This is also supposed to be a rim- limited production release. Really? So yeah. I, I would assume that it's something that you're going to want to pick up. So I think for... Ed, look, at a collector's item at $18? Yeah, you might as I well. I mean, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. <laughs> I mean, you, I, can't, I can't give it a five because I know how it tastes yeah no. you know but i think that four is really it's appropriate just, it, for it. it's really what? interesting because it's like i mean <laughs> i just uh, it's interesting because i know I'm like i, know I enjoy saying. it why call it, it uh, this is more of a beef of not the product but more of the the marketing of the product like i just am i'm sitting there going why call this limited edition Yes, maybe it's going to be, I guess, limited edition okay. in the sense of it's I, only going to be here for sure. how long. Sure. But, and like, <clears throat> I hope what, what Jim Beam does, <clears throat> excuse me, I hope what they do is they kind of follow in the footsteps of the Whiskey Row series from Old Forester, and this gets replaced by something else. So, yeah, you sure. know, like we have a 1960s era Jim Beam product that comes out. Yeah, it's you know, something in a, like in a an ode years. to tradition. Yeah. And it, like I because I think that we're all so interested in what the tradition and the and the back history and what like the bourbon everything. back yeah. then tasted like. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that it is only appropriate for them to keep doing things like this. They're the I mean one of the oldest distilleries out there. Yes. I, I can't you know? agree with you more. Yeah. In the sense of, I want more of these. Of yeah. Like this should back, be the first in the, in like a, a little back. Yeah. Like, and I, in that sense, I'll, I'll agree they're limited edition. Yeah. But I guess the, de, the connotation you get with limited editions are, these are something that are going to be through the roof and off. Like, just, sure. Sure. Take your breath away. But I also, it doesn't, <coughs> we're both coughing. I don't know why. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, though, that this isn't the best thing I've ever had. No, no, not at all. You know, like. It bothers me that if, it's called limited edition. I I think that's fair. It should be like yeah. the tradition edition or. Some, <laughs> tradition edition yeah or something like <laughs> Hashtag that tradition edition because that doesn't give you off it it leads you it doesn't give this weird or even if it were the tradition series yeah the tradition or, series yeah. or something like yeah. that yeah it doesn't give off this <clears throat> this sense of okay what i'm about to have is so limited and so great that i'm gonna you know right be like recommending every all, all of this any day you know I but with that being said, that's I all, would still recommend this though. Yes, well, yeah. With, <laughs> I, that, with this being said, like that's just 
it's not about the product. It's about the marketing of the product. Sure. And I would say I would recommend this to anyone that I, I came around. Yeah. Just to be like, hey, it's cheap. It's a, at yep. a good price point. Yep. And it, it's a really good value. I in, in anticipation of them doing some kind of series with this, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to buy another bottle. Yeah. Meaning that I will probably drink this one. Mm-hmm. And save, save the, the other one, one. Yeah. because it's cheap enough to to buy two of, yeah, and not worry too much. You know about what's funny? It, so here's what I I kind of get from <laughs> it is Wood Woodford Reserve has their Masters Distillers, which is like their experimental, yeah. yeah, you know, series. To me. This is like their version. This is better too. Yeah, this is better because they don't <laughs> put mean, it at a price point at like a hundred dollars. Well, that's the other thing too is that if if they had put this at the price of the cherrywood smoked barley, yeah, I would have been like absolutely not past true. With that being said, they did, on this. They're not trying anything like no super different. No, but I I. I do appreciate the history that went into this. Mm. I appreciate the way that they're trying to bring something back that people may and probably will not have the opportunity to try. Because the idea, I think, behind this is that, you know, we don't have enough product that's available for you to try the bourbon that came out in 1934 after Prohibition. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, this is as close as we're gonna get. Yes, <laughs> to that. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that there are so many different factors that go into me recommending this, but I'm I'm gonna give it a really hard recommend. I mean, I'll I'm give, not. Yes, I, I will like, recommend this. I I can't. Uh, it's not a soft recommend by any means. No, like, it's a I, hard recommend. Yeah, yeah. At the price point, you can't go wrong. No, it's hard. It's go hard for to it. beat. Hard to beat. Definitely go. Well, anyway, um, we're going to wrap up the video over here on Patreon, which you can see at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Again, become a $2 patron and you will be able to do that. I'm going to say hello to all of our patrons who, who, can, guys? who can actually see this. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for watching. That wraps up our review of the episode. So now we have to move into tips and bits. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Kurt, what are your tips and bits for this week? Uh, my tips and bits are going to be if you have ever tried Lockhart's uh, pomade, and I, I will say new, this is more is that your new product. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I mean this is more geared towards the men and having you know grooming the hair and all sure, that. Yeah, uh, but Lockhart's pomade just does it well. They've always I've I've been using it for about four or five years. And they just have some really good products. They always are kind of creating new things, uh, different kind of combinations. The, the, the smells of it, the scents, really good. Uh, so, I mean, I I just would recommend that. <laughs> I, it sounds like we're being, like, paid to, paid but to say no, that. It's but fine. it's, ser- like, I... Well, it's funny. I just switched over to Dove Men Plus Care Shampoo and Conditioner. Oh, yeah? And it's fantastic okay dude. i i love that stuff which, i love being which, able to shampoo use, and condition at the same time uh, do you use pomade or i, I mean i'm gonna i use axe actually axe really? i use um i use i can't believe i'm saying this i use two different axe hair products okay there's a natural and then a messy look yeah yeah and so you 
I can't believe I'm saying this on air. I mean, I used, I used, no. no, I used the the natural for the bass, and then the messy to kind of give it a little bit more hold. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh huh. So, I'm. <laughs> there's one guy who follows us. Uh, his name's on Instagram at least. SoCal Tomato Guy. Oh yeah. And he always gives me a hard time about my hair. He goes, do you, "So do you want a you want a haircut?" Really? Yeah, he lives out in <laughs> California. That's funny. Um, he's like, well, so you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a help. Uh, just to rela- just to relate to uh, the the SoCal, um, you said so. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just don't know where you're going with this. Oh, That's why I gave just you the to face to it. <laughs> so there's an actual there's a company called Birds that is from California. Okay, and they have some really good pomade too. And okay. like hair care products. Cool. I, I have their uh, shampoo, conditioner, and um, pomade. That stuff's really good, and it's it's like it's such a sweet smell, and kind of it's just a really nice product. Yeah. Uh, so, shout out to the to the Patreon there, and, and sh- <laughs> you should definitely go try it. So my my tips and bits for this week. I don't have anything like super specific. But go see strangers. Just- <laughs> see strange go see strangers pray at night yeah which is funny so uh not to like get on a another tangent or anything it's all good my brother and his friend went up to northern kentucky uh just the other day and saw where it was filmed yeah and saw where it was oh filmed my gosh. yeah and uh i was like oh yeah Joey. yeah i was like oh that's cool and they have a bunch of pictures for it and uh met two of the two of the uh people in mass uh, I mean, one of them was not Emma. Yeah, no, Emma. So, Emma she, wasn't so there. they met Damien and the yeah met the, the other the two. girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. So just small world. Because they told so me funny. about it, and I was like, "Oh, is Emma going to be there?" And they were like, "No, no I don't she, think so. she went back to college." Oh, okay. good. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I don't have anything really super specific, but I have. Th- this is such a weird thing to get off on. <clears throat> but I like over this past weekend was so enamored by the kindness of people and uh, just getting at, at, at Southern Whiskey Society and just getting yeah. to be able to be around good, genuinely kind hearted people was so refreshing with some of the stuff that's going on in our world right mm-hmm. now. And it honestly did make me just kind of step back for a second and go, I am so fortunate to be able to recognize that. Not that I'm able to receive that from other people, but just that I'm able to be aware of other people and their genuine kindness. Yeah. And my, I'm not a, like a subscriber to like having a mantra or whatever, but if I had to, you know, it distills something down to like the way that I approach the world is just be kind always, no matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it 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 doesn't take a whole lot to just be kind to other people. And we're going through a lot of stuff right now <laughs> in the world. And again, I don't want to get into specifics on it because that's not what we're here for. Yeah. But the only thing that's going to get us through this is just being nice to other people and being kind. Yeah. And, everything. and it, I, 
just to add on to that, I think that's a, a testament to you went to uh, the whiskey, you know, the Southern uh, Society. Southern Whiskey Society. Yeah, yeah, Southern Whiskey Society. And their hospitality, their kindness, and all of that. I think that goes, honestly, goes across as a whole to the bourbon drinker, um, you know. Yeah. In that sense, to, like, to the bourbon culture, be good. Yeah. Be good to people. Yeah. Um, kind of that I mean, <clears throat> it's such a stupid sentiment, but we really are all in this yeah, together. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, at the same time, we're trying to make it through and, you know, figure out how to be, you know, in coexistence with other people. Yeah, it's almost and as like, uh, sort of like a be bourbon, be good. You know, <laughs> just to give you another. I shirt. like I like that too. Yeah. I like that too. Anyway, that's I'm I'm not trying to get on a soapbox or anything, oh, yeah. but that's my that's my tips and bits for this week. And make that a shirt. And be uh, bourbon. Be, be good. bourbon. Be good. So, uh, Curtis, what are your uh, social media plugs? <laughs> I always I, I, these I almost I almost said what are your tips and bits for this week, and I realized <laughs> I know, we just yeah, did yeah. that. We just did that segment. Uh, so Instagram, I am Kurt Con, and on Twitter, I'm Kurt underscore Con fifteen. Yeah, you have to look up at least one of them so you know what the other one is, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I do whatever. I thought so. <clears throat> I am at P fourteen ninety two on all social medias. If you want to follow the show, we are at my bourbon pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you want to become a patron of the show, you can head to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month. And that really does help us out. Um, we are getting super close to being fully funded by uh, the listeners, which would be. We need like a little like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but for those of you who are patrons so far, uh, we really do appreciate everything that you are doing for the show. If you want to find our apparel and merchandise, you can head to bourbonshop.threadless.com, uh, which is a good time. I would appreciate anybody who has bought from there. Of course, give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. I think that's about it. Uh, thank you for listening. Of yes. course, yes, of uh, course. Like I like I said recently, we are really getting close to our one year anniversary, which is yeah. bonkers. I cannot believe that we have been doing this That's almost wild. almost every week for a whole year. Yes. Oh, jeez, <laughs> just blows me away. Yeah, but again, we wouldn't. And that's that's a testament to you, man. Like, to I mean, me? there's yeah. That's oh, that's well, honestly you. a testament to you. Like <laughs> you have been doing it every week. Every, I I do it. You know, every week, sometimes multiple a week. Yeah, depending exactly. on whatever. And you know, I I mean, I would like to say I've been there quite a bit. I've been. I mean, I've been. You've been there for. Uh, I would say probably about half of. Yes, the time, for the for the home know? episodes though. Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah, a yeah. testament. But dude, you you really show out and and well, get the the guest speakers and all that. Yeah. And I want to say too, that, you know, we, so I, I had this really kind of short term goal with this show originally, like it was, you know, we're going to put out a few episodes, we're going to see how it does. And then things kind of started gaining traction. And I was like, well, I am really enjoying this. Mm -hmm. Other people are really enjoying this. 
we're going to do this for as long as we can. Yeah. You know, and that for me is just kind of my, I mean, aside from the fact that I love doing this and it brings such joy to me to be creative in this space, Mm -hmm. the fact that other people have latched on the way that they have. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what kept, has kept me going every week for the past 43 weeks, 42 weeks, whatever it is. Oh yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and it's, it's I, I, I want to say too, sorry to interrupt you, but I've had a couple, anybody does, I've had moments of doubt, you know, yes, yeah. you know, but I've, I've had a really good community of bourbon drinkers and friends and listeners and, and everybody who have been supportive through all of that. And I, I think that we're on the upslope in terms of. <laughs> this show yeah. i mean i really do i think that we have really found our stride yes with the show not to pat myself on the back too too much or anything but i think that we're at a really good point in the show and i again don't have any intention in quitting this anytime soon because this is one of the most fun parts of my week mm-hmm. <laughs> every single week yeah. even just editing some people will go oh editing sounds so boring and everything no it's a lot of fun yeah because then i get to go back and relive and everything and that hear that, it yeah. yeah exactly and everything that I've, I've done and i've never done anything quite like this in terms of a project yes you know i mean i've done projects that have lasted a couple of weeks but to do something for a long for amount of time 52 weeks that's crazy it's wild i mean i'm i'm kind of blown away by my commitment to <laughs> yeah and i, I like, I'm, I'm surprised that i stuck with it for no for it's this awesome long, and i mean i'm not it, it really is a testament to perry because he has kept all of us on it and and has been able to to do that so well i and i appreciate it's really you. appreciative to you and yeah you and know. i appreciate you guys wanting to be a part of it too yeah. like even chad and sarah Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's so all the guests, all the people. Yeah. And the listeners, anybody who's who has been busy, but has found the time to just sit down with me for a couple of hours and, you know, just talk and drink bourbon. I mean, that some of the best moments. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've met more people and made more friends, I think, in the past year than I yep. might have ever made in my entire life. Mm hmm. So yeah. I'm I'm sorry to go. And on with this. that, <laughs> with that being said, I don't. I, I'll I'll leave this up to Perry. But I think that a good sign off for us is yes, we have the I'm Perry, I'm Curtis, you know, right? I'm Tanner. Uh, I think be bourbon, be good. I like that. Well, yeah, we'll we'll do that because we've never we've never done that before, and I think that that's a a good a good fitting end. I think it's like, to this show. Yeah. Um. I, At least the I, show. Yeah, yeah. I, I may be Perry, and this may be my bourbon podcast, but at least for the next few days. Yeah. Be bourbon. Be good. Cheers. Cheers.